Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. One of the things that I have been asked frequently over on social media as I have shared about my own grocery budgeting, how much we spend on groceries each month, which is about $600 for our family of four, I have gotten asked, what do you actually eat? Does that budget include breakfast, lunch, and dinner? And how do you actually make that work in real life? So I share a lot over on Instagram. I typically share my groceries with you every week as long as I have the time to. I oftentimes share my meal plan as well. But a lot of you really enjoy the podcast episodes where I have shared with you what we have eaten that month. You've told me that it has given you a lot of meal inspiration for the upcoming month. And because I've gotten asked exactly how how it works in terms of my grocery budget, and I've been talking a lot more about grocery budgeting over here on the podcast as well as on Instagram with the launch of my budget kitchen guide last year and my Healthy Mama on a Budget companion course this year, I thought that I would start a new series over here on the podcast where I give you a grocery budget recap where I share with you what we spent on groceries and what we ate. So in this series, I am going to give you a recap of our grocery budget, what we spent at each store, and some of our favorite things that we ate throughout the month, including dinners, breakfasts, and lunches. Now, I'm obviously not going to share with you every single meal for the month, but this should give you a good idea of how we make it work with our budget, some of the tips and tools that I use that I expand on in Healthy Mama on a Budget, as well as just some meal inspiration for your upcoming month as we are right at the beginning of February. So let's go ahead and let's dive in to my January grocery budget recap. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak, and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way, 
without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. I want to start off by reminding you whenever I share numbers. So when I share with you what we spent, what our budget is, how much we spend each week, how exactly we budget our groceries, this is meant to give you an idea of what might be possible for you. But remember that we all have different family sizes. We all live in different places. There are more and less expensive places to live in the U.S., in Canada, and around the world, and other factors come into play like dietary preferences, the appetite of the people in your family, and your overall finances, what you want to spend. So I will link a whole podcast episode that helps you determine your ideal grocery budget in the show notes. But for us, what has been working really well for us is spending about $600 a month. We are a family of four living in the Tampa Bay area, which is somewhere in the middle of most expensive and least expensive in terms of the U.S., um, in terms of average grocery prices. Um, I do find that where we shop really matters. Our general Publix grocery store, the closest, easiest grocery store to us, is significantly more expensive than shopping at Aldi or Trader Joe's or a combination of the two or doing a stock up and then doing smaller shops in between like I typically do, like I'll talk about in just a minute. So we are a family of four, two adults, a five-year-old and a nine-year-old, and we all have pretty average appetites. My husband eats a bit more than I do. My nine-year-old eats almost as much as I do these days, and my five-year-old obviously eats a little bit less, and she's our more selective eater as well. But overall, this budget works for our family. It's about 100, that comes out to about $150 a week. But typically how we approach this is we do a larger stock up at the beginning of the month. Typically, this is between $200 and $300, which might seem like a lot, but the way that we pay ourselves at the beginning of the month is we pay ourselves a lump sum because we are both self-employed at the beginning of the month, and then we divide that up between our different budget categories. So this is different for everyone, but for us, and for you, if this is available for you, doing that monthly stock up on things that we use regularly and then basing the rest of our meals on that monthly stock up is really, really helpful. So this month, we ended up purchasing a Costco membership, which we haven't had in about 10 years, but I really wanted to decide if shopping at a bulk store would really help my overall budget, especially when it comes to meat, because we are omnivores. We eat quite a bit of meat as well as some vegetarian meals and some seafood as well, but seafood isn't always on the budget. So we try to eat as much as fits our budget, but we do eat meat several times a week. So we're looking for the best price meat option for the standards that we kind of want to fill when it comes to our meat. So for us, that's typically hormone and antibiotic free. If that's not something you follow, that's totally okay. This is not a judgment. This is just what feels good for us and what we like to purchase. Always a bonus if it's grass-fed or pasture-raised. We aim for that, but again, it's kind of what fits our budget. So we're always looking to find that balance. So we decided to sign up for a Costco membership, and I knew that I wanted to do a big Costco stock up that would last us for more than one month. So when I share that number with you, I want you to keep in mind that we spent a lot more than we would, no not even a lot more, but we spent a little more than we would normally spend at our 
early monthly stock up. So typically the first week of the month. And then the rest of the month, we fill in what we need, typically fresh items from the farmer's market, which we finally started going to. It took us a while to get to the farmer's market after moving in here to our new home in Florida from Rhode Island. We needed to adjust. My husband was gone for a few weeks. Life was just a little crazy. And we finally gotten into a rhythm of going to the farmer's market every week to every two weeks. It's about a half an hour away. So it's a little bit of a trek to get there, but nothing crazy. So we'll do that. And uh, then typically we will also do a smaller shop at Aldi or Trader Joe's. Now I know that that's not for everyone. That means that we are shopping in three to four different places total. Not every single week. We do a Costco stock up once a month or Thrive Market. Usually we alternate between our online stock ups. So when I shop at Thrive Market, which I will do this month in February, it's typically for specialty items. So things like condiments that we would normally get at a place like Whole Foods, but are much less expensive at Thrive Market. Snacks. We do get some snacks at Costco, um, but Thrive Market's a great place to get those type of things. We also get things like household items and skincare, which I don't include in my grocery budget. I should mention that as well. Household items are not included in my grocery budget. Uh, And this is just my groceries. This doesn't include other food. So we do typically eat out once a week. So it's either a date night for myself and my husband, or we'll do some sort of a family lunch out. And that's not included in this as well. But the rest of our meals we eat at home. So beyond our monthly stock up, weekly we aim to stick to about $75 to $125 a week, depending on what our monthly stock up was. When we do a really efficient monthly stock up, we can very easily keep this under $100. There are some weeks where I spend a little bit more and some weeks where I spend a little bit less, but for the most part, that's sort of our sweet spot. But remember, we do that monthly stock up, so it all averages out to be about $150 a week or $600 a month. So this past month, January 2023, we spent a total of $595.33 on our groceries. Now, there were four days out of the month, no, three days out of the month, towards the end of the month, where we had family in town. So one of those would count as our eating out nights, and one of them, we did actually buy food for So that I I feel like it sort of evens out a little bit because we are a family of four and we don't normally serve eight. My sister and brother-in-law were in town and my in-laws were in town as well. So one night we cooked for eight with no leftovers. We finished what I made. I made a beef stew. And then the next night we ate out. And then the next night we we ate at home, but my in-laws very kindly purchased the majority of the meal. So I got a couple vegetables. They paid for the meat, all that jazz. And one night we did leftovers as well. So that doesn't really count for anything either. So there were three to four days out of the month where we weren't eating, I would say three days, where we weren't Uh, where we didn't eat meals. Um, But one of the meals was for eight. So it kind of evens out. I'll say, let's say two meals were a little bit different than we would normally eat. So that's kind of, that was our recap of what we spent. The breakdown of what we spent, and then I'll go through what we ate each week, was the first week of the month, actually just before we went away for a couple days in Disney, which was the night that we ate out. 
we did our huge Costco stock up. Now, I'm not including the fee for our Costco membership. We just got the basic Costco membership to see how that works for us. Uh, we used to have a Costco membership when we lived in Toronto. There was a Costco like, right around the corner from us, and we let that go once we left Canada because I believe it's different there and here. I mean, the Costco is the same, but I believe the member, I don't think the membership carries over. I don't know. But in any case, we, we've been without a Costco membership for about 10 years, and we used a portion of our budget for subscriptions for that. So that's not included in this. Um, but we spent $354 and change at Costco, which might seem like a lot, and it is a lot. About $90 worth of that was meat. And at the end of the month, we still ended up with two pounds of chicken thighs, one pound of chicken breast, and one 0.25 pounds of ground beef, as well as some other staple items, quite a bit of oats, quinoa, a few cans of black beans, a whole can of avocado oil spray, more than half a box of kosher salt. A lot of the things that we purchased, other than snacks, we still have leftover of. So we didn't go through everything that we purchased at Costco when we did the $350 stock up. We probably went through about $250 worth of that, which is on par with what we normally spend on our weekly stock up. So that was the first week we did our stock up and then I still needed a few things. So I was actually curious to try out our local Walmart. Walmart's not my favorite place to shop just because they have some questionable practices. So it's not my number one place to shop just in terms of my own personal values, but in terms of food. And again, no judgment. If you shop at Walmart, it's a great place to shop on a budget. And I was really surprised at some of the really great natural options they have. Like they had grass-fed beef for a really good price on par with Aldi. They had some organic vegetables. They had a pretty decent gluten-free section. So if any of those things are values for you, there are some, there were some really good finds at Walmart. So I went and just stocked up on a few things. I needed a couple of vegetables, some fruits, some tortillas. So I stocked up at Walmart, not stocked up. I grabbed a few things at Walmart for $24. So that brings the first week of the month to just about $378. I'm not including change. We're keeping it simple. So that is for way more than just the first week, but that's what we spent the first week. The second week was a market week, so we went to the market and we took cash. So we spent all $40 of the cash that we had. So we spent $40 at the market, and then we went to Trader Joe's, and we spent $37 for any other essentials that we needed. Now, when we were at the market, we got some special stuff that wasn't necessarily needs, but I always encourage people to keep a small portion of your budget as long as it, this is possible for you within your budget. And honestly, if you if you can make this possible at all, Whenever you're budgeting, and I'm not a finance expert, so I don't feel like it's my place to share, to give actual financial advice outside of grocery budgeting. I am an expert on grocery budgeting because I haven't just done this personally, I've done it professionally. But again, I'm not a finance expert, but I believe, and from the finance experts I've worked with, it's really, really helpful to leave some room for extras within your budget. So give yourself $20 a week maybe just 10, maybe 15, maybe 30, to grab those things you want to grab, to get those 
special extras so you're not feeling deprived. I feel like the same thing goes if you are making changes to your health and wellness. We know that the more we restrict ourselves, the more we're going to want those things we feel like we can't have. So it's about balance. The same thing goes for our budget. I don't ever want you to feel like because you're eating on a budget or you're trying to eat on a budget, you're trying to spend less on food, you can't get any extras or you have to be like super stringent and super super restrictive with your budget. If you never buy any fun things, then you're not going to stick to it because it's going to constantly feel like a mental strain. So I highly encourage you to leave a little bit of room for those fun extras. So we got things like veggie chips, we got some kombucha, as well as a ton of vegetables and fruit as well. So total for week two was $77. Week three was just a normal shop. We only spent $74 and we shopped at Aldi that week. So it was just basics, everything we needed, but it was Uh, Actually, it was technically a little bit less than week two. Like I said, we got some extras at the market that weren't needed, but we did go through them. So they were definitely things that we enjoyed, but not necessarily needs. And then Aldi, the $74 was basically any of our weekly staples, plus a couple extra items we needed for recipes. And week four, the last week, I ended up shopping a little bit early because my in-laws were coming into town and my sister-in-law, and we were going to do dinner with them. Like I mentioned, I made my autumn beef stew. That's a cooking club recipe. And so I spent $88 at Whole Foods. Now, I know so many of you are probably thinking, Whole Foods, that's not where you shop on a budget. But I find Whole Foods is not the most expensive place to shop, especially if you have Amazon Prime. If you don't have Amazon Prime, it can be pricier. And if you don't shop the sales, it is certainly pricier. But the way we kind of work Whole Foods, and maybe I should do a whole episode on this, how we eat on a budget at Whole Foods. I did do a whole uh, grocery, what was it? It was a grocery series last year where I shared my favorites at different grocery stores. I feel like I need to do a refresh of that series. But in terms of Whole Foods, we have Amazon Prime, which we pay for every single year. And so we get 10% off sale items. So we tend to, when we go to Whole Foods, stick to the items that are on sale, and then we also get an additional 10% off. So I'm still conscious about what makes sense in terms of buying things on sale. I'm not just buying things because they're on sale. I'm buying things that we already need or would already use, but are also on sale. Uh, And then I try to get that extra 10% too. So every so often we'll buy things that aren't on sale at Whole Foods. Some things like produce are not that different than other stores, and sometimes it's just convenient to get it there, and that's kind of what happened at Whole Foods. I think I got some green beans there that were not the least expensive. They're definitely more than Aldi, but I was not going to another store. (laughs) My in-laws were coming into town the next day. I was like, we're just shopping at Whole Foods. So I spent $80 at Whole Foods for just our staples for the next week things I knew we were going to need, as well as the dinner for our family that was in town. So like I said, our total for the month was $595.33 with family in town for a few days and eating out about once a week, which again is not included in that budget. So we are talking, let me see, how many meals is that? 24 dinners and 62 breakfasts and lunches for a family of four. So that's a total of 86 meals. So if you average that out, that's about $6.92 a meal, which is pretty darn good if you ask me. Less than $10 a meal. Obviously, dinners are going to be 
more expensive most of the time than breakfast and lunches. We keep it pretty simple when it comes to breakfast and lunches. But let's dive into what we actually ate because I'm sure you're very curious. Like 15 minutes in, I've shared with you what we spent and how we spent it and where we spent it. But what did we actually eat? So let's talk about week one. Week one started before we did our big stock up, but we literally just used things that we already had in the house. So on New Year's Day, I had already shopped the week before for the ingredients we needed for Boeuf Bourguignon. That is our very special New Year's thing that we've been doing the last couple of years. So we had Boeuf Bourguignon, definitely not the most budget-friendly meal. It uses like an entire bottle of wine and quite a bit of stew meat and cipollini onions and these things that are just like not the most budget-friendly but it was our special New Year's thing. We enjoyed it immensely. So that's what we had for New Year's Day. And then for our actual like full week's worth of meals, we started the week with a whole herb roasted chicken. I have a version of this on my website. It's the sage apple chicken. And uh, I don't think I mentioned this, but I'll link any of the recipes that are on my website. And most of the recipes I mentioned that aren't on my website are in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. So if you want to try out the Healthy Mama Cooking Club, you can try out a free one week of the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. You will get a full week of weekly meal plans or a weekly meal plan. So you'll get five days worth of meals. You'll almost definitely get at least one member exclusive recipe, as well as some community favorites, a grocery list and meal prep suggestions as well. It's only $3 a month for the basic Healthy Mama Cooking Club or $5 a month if you want a bonus podcast episode or $10 a month if you want our seasonal mix and match family meal plan as well. So a lot of these recipes are either on my website or within the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. Now, the Boeuf Bourguignon recipe that we use is an Ina Garten recipe. The rest of the recipes this week are my personal recipes. So the whole herb roasted chicken is one of our favorites. It's our favorite way to make chicken. And I love making a whole chicken pretty much at least once a month, if not twice a month, because it not only serves us for one meal, but we always have leftovers as well. And that's what works for our family. I know for some people you need to cook more than one chicken to have leftovers. But for us, a five pound chicken is enough for two meals. And then we usually do roasted vegetables on the side. And then I use the leftover chicken bones with whatever vegetable scraps that I keep in the freezer. I always wash my vegetables before I go ahead and prep them. And any ends of carrots, celery, onions, anything but really acidic vegetables, because I like to have a more neutral base to my bone broth, I turn into bone broth. So this is something I just make in the slow cooker. I have a quick tutorial over on Instagram you can check out if you want to. It was like my most popular uh, reel in January. There was an argument over whether I was making stock or broth, and the answer is neither. I was, I'm was i making bone broth, which is bones and vegetables, um, but I make that every single month, and typically I make about 12 cups worth, which is enough for at least three recipes. So if you think the average recipe uses like four to six cups of broth, then it makes two to three recipes worth of broth basically for free, which is pretty awesome. So that's something I do pretty much every month, at least once. And then with the leftovers, the next night I made chicken noodle soup. We already had some egg noodles left over in the pantry and carrot, celery, and onion are staple vegetables for us. Very inexpensive. So that's a super inexpensive recipe. Almost a no spend. Actually, it would have been a no spend recipe that week. 
And no spend recipes are just recipes that I don't buy anything extra for that week. So the recipes that use staple ingredients I always have on hand or are part of my staple ingredients. Maybe I use herbs that I already had on hand, like for this recipe, or pantry items. And I'll do a whole podcast episode on no spend recipes because this is a really good budget strategy but that was a no-spend recipe. The next night we made homemade Cobb salads. So this is something I'm trying to incorporate a little bit more of is just introducing my kids to uh, vegetables in different ways. So we made homemade Cobb salads and the kids went crazy. They loved these homemade Cobb salads. Now we've done salads before, but I made these a this a base meal. So basically we all had the base of fresh greens. So we had romaine lettuce and then I put all of the other toppings. So I did tomatoes and red onion, blue cheese, chopped hard cooked egg, bacon, and my favorite juiciest ever pan seared chicken. That recipe is in the cooking club. Uh, And that's actually going to go on Instagram soon too. I filmed a really fun reel (laughs) of me making my juicy pan seared chicken. It's very, very easy to make, but I think most people dry out chicken. The key is seasoning it well and not cooking it at a high heat and not overcooking it. So anyway, that'll be up soon. But that's what we made that night. And the kids kind of mix and match their own ingredients. I use my homemade ranch with that. That recipe is up on my website right now. It's a really easy homemade herb ranch. I use avocado oil, mayo, sour cream or Greek yogurt, and then a little bit of buttermilk or kefir, which has kind of the same, uh, a very similar flavor to buttermilk, but it adds some probiotics as well, which is great. Some dried herbs, some fresh herbs. It's a very simple recipe and it keeps in the fridge for a couple of weeks. So I made some of that. And as you will learn. We actually ended up making Cobb salads later on that month as well because I wanted to film them for Instagram because they were such a hit for my family. The next night, we made a cauliflower mac and cheese. I call this the veggie mac and cheese um, because the kids, I mean, my kids know that there's cauliflower in there. I'm not a huge fan of hiding vegetables because I want your kids to know what they're eating. However, if you got to do what you got to do, right? So the cauliflower mac and cheese is a really great way to get in a little bit of extra fiber and some extra nutrients. And I was running a race that weekend, so I really wanted to get in some of those extra healthy carbs. I used bonza pasta and like we eat carbs all the time. I'm not I'm not eschewing carbs, but I needed a little bit of an extra boost running a half marathon. And uh, so we used bonza pasta, which I love. It's made from chickpeas and it's my family's favorite in terms of any of the bean based pastas. They really don't love any of the other ones. Ones. I like some of the other ones, but this one is their favorite. And the nice thing about bonza pasta is it already has a ton of protein and fiber in it, so I don't feel like I need to add another protein. So it's a good budget option as well. It's a little bit more expensive than your average pasta. However, it has that protein component to it as well. So I, I find it kind of evens out. And we got that at Costco. Got a big box of it, and we still have like half of a big box, which I think has four bags in it. So that worked out really well. And then I just do a really simple stovetop cheese sauce. And then Friday, we uh, through Sunday, we were in Disney. So we did a really simple meal the first night. And the second night, we went out to dinner. We went to, Bell, I guess it's not Belle's Castle, it's the Beast Castle and had a really special dinner with my cousins and aunt who came into town to be there for my marathon and to be with the kids for their first ever trip to Disney. So we only did one day in the parks, but it was really special and it was really fun. So 
that's what we did that weekend. And then we got home. And uh, oh my gosh, I don't even remember what happened on the Sunday. But I was very tired from the weekend. And so we kept it really, really simple. We had some salmon in the freezer. So I just quickly defrosted some of the frozen salmon. And I had some leftover walnut rosemary topping for my walnut crusted salmon and potatoes. And we had potatoes left over from what we had gotten at Costco. So I made those for dinner and it felt fancy, but it was very, very easy. I love that recipe. And we had a vegetable on the side and I can't remember right now what we had on the side. I didn't write it down. I think it was roasted broccoli. The next night, we did a taco bar. We used some of the ground meat that we got, or the ground beef that we got at Costco, my homemade taco seasoning, and a bunch of toppings. I made some homemade pickled onions. We had some cilantro on hand. We got some guacamole and siete tortillas at Costco. So that was a really simple dinner. My family really likes that. It's a great base meal. The next night was another no-spend meal. I'm working on working through some of the things that are in my freezer, just kind of reducing. It's kind of piled up with quite a bit of stuff. I was doing some recipe testing and lots of odds and ends. So I had some gnocchi in there and some frozen meatballs, obviously my chicken broth. And then I also had a couple things in the pantry like diced tomatoes and tomato paste. So I made a meatball and gnocchi soup the family went crazy over it. They loved the meatball gnocchi soup. I'm going to turn it into a shortcut recipe for Instagram because it came together really quickly and that was another no-spend meal for us. We did buy some spinach for that. Well, but it wasn't for that recipe. We bought some spinach that week. So technically, if you want to include the spinach, then we did buy the spinach, but I usually use that for smoothies. So that was the only fresh ingredient. Everything else was from the pantry or the freezer, which was awesome. The next night, I made one of our family's favorite super quick and easy shortcut dinners. Also, all from the freezer. I made a cauliflower rice skillet with chicken sausage. We used the unexpected cheddar chicken sausage, which we had in the freezer from Trader Joe's. It's probably my kid's favorite chicken sausage. And then fire roasted peppers and onions as well. I just saute them up with in some avocado oil, Italian seasoning, garlic, some sea salt, very simple. That recipe is on Instagram as well. It's not like an official recipe, but it's a quick shortcut dinner. And then my husband was going away that weekend, so we actually ended up just doing a quick and easy quesadilla night, just us girls. So we did, um, I had some leftover salsa verde pork in the freezer that I defrosted for myself. My kids are kind of so-so. They'll eat it, but it's not their favorite. So I did some sauteed black beans and corn for them in their quesadillas. They each ate two quesadillas each. My oldest might have eaten more than one, but in any case, they loved them. And I kept having to go back. We were watching a movie and I ended up having to go back and make us more quesadillas. I had some of the black beans and corn on the side and then I used the leftover salsa verde pork. There was only a couple servings. I ended up eating the left the leftovers of it for lunch the next day. And so that was just some shredded cheese that we had gotten at Trader Joe's because that second week was the week that we had gone to the farmer's market, as well as Trader Joe's. And then we just had that, you know, that was our quick and easy dinner. We also had siete tortillas from Costco for that. The black beans were from Costco and the frozen corn was already in the freezer. So very simple dinner my kids loved and they had leftovers for lunch the next day as well. And then the next night we did a girl's night. Um, Normally only plan for five days and then one day is a date night or a leftovers night or sorry, one of the nights is usually a date night or a family night and the other night is a leftovers night. So this night we did a girl's night because my husband was away. So we did Panera bread. That's what my kids asked for. So, you know, really simple. 
For breakfast and lunches that week, we did a lot of snack plates because we had gotten so much from Costco in terms of we had gotten some cheese and some deli meat and some, uh, I'm not sure if we got olives there. I think we had olives left over from Thrive Market. We had a bunch of vegetables. We all just kind of did snack plates for the week. My husband typically does sandwiches, so I had gotten him some bread and some cheese and some deli meat. So that's what he did. Kids and I did snack plates pretty much all week long. After taco night, I did some taco lettuce wraps because I had some leftover romaine and some of those uh, pickled onions I mentioned that I made. Those are one of our favorite toppings, like really inexpensive toppings that add something really nice to a lot of different dishes. I'll, I'll use them on my cauliflower buffalo tostadas or any sort of taco bowls, any bowls really on top of salads. They're really great. And that recipe I'm going to film for Instagram soon too because it's barely even a recipe. It's very, very simple. But again, it, it kind of jazzes up your average meal with without a lot of expense and without a lot of time, which is my favorite. In terms of breakfast that week, um, and that was basically it. I mentioned that we also made some leftover quesadillas. The kids made quesadillas a couple days. Uh, my my nine year old can make them herself. So because they're homeschooled right now, they make a lot of easy meals like that for lunches. Half the time they make their own lunch, and I don't even have to make them lunch, which I know. I'm sorry, moms of little littles. It is. It gets better. Um, so my kids made themselves quesadillas, and usually they have some sort of fruit or vegetable on the side as well. I didn't write down exactly what they had, but it was probably carrots or celery, uh, and then some sort of berry. I think we had some citrus from the farmer's market as well. And um, for breakfast, it was basically smoothies and steel-cut oats with chicken sausage for myself. We had chicken sausage that we got from the farmer's market. The brand is Amy Lou. If you have it near you, it's A-M-Y-L-U. And we really enjoy them. They're a little bit salty, but they have a good amount of protein in them, and they're really easy to cook up. So I had those with my apple spice steel-cut oats. That recipe's on my website. And those were kind of half of our meals. My husband had some of those with me as well, and then I made some oat flour banana muffins, and my kids basically just ate chicken sausage and oat flour banana muffins every morning. I think when they ran out, they had toast the last day, so we kept it simple. We had uh, yogurt in the fridge because my youngest normally likes yogurt for breakfast, and she didn't eat any of it because she really liked the banana muffins. So those are homemade oat flour banana muffins. Make the oat flour at home using our little Nutribullet blender, which just died, and I'm so sad. <laughs> I do make oat flour in the food processor, but the Nutribullet works way better. It's just a much more fine grind. So either way works, but everyone prefers them with the finer ground oat flour. You can use store-bought oat flour as well. It's also inexpensive, but it's really easy to make at home with just some rolled oats. So that was what we did for breakfast, and those were snacks for me that week, too. So that was week two. Week three, we started the week off with my veggie meat sauce. This is a recipe in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. We've been making this for years. It's similar to a bolognese sauce, but I add some extra veggies in there. So I do mushrooms and zucchini, which we did find at the farmer's market, sweet potatoes or carrots. You can kind of add whatever shredded vegetables you want, but it's a great way to get in extra vegetables. We served that over bonza pasta. We were hoping for spaghetti squash. My oldest actually asked for spaghetti squash, and we couldn't find it at the farmer's market or Trader Joe's. So we skipped that. And then we did chicken pot pie soup later that night with some of the chicken that we had gotten at Costco, not later that night, later that week, with some of the chicken we had gotten at Costco, broth, staple vegetables, carrot, celery, onion, garlic, leftover herbs we had in the fridge, and some frozen peas, a little splash of heavy cream. We did black bean and corn quesadillas again the next week because those were requested by the kids and we had leftovers of everything I mentioned. So it was a great 
no spend meal again. And then I worked on a final test of a black bean and sweet potato soup recipe that's up in the cooking club that's really, really tasty. It is naturally vegan and creamy without any cream. So that one's really good. You end up blending half of the soup, so it's kind of sweet and savory and very, very tasty. And we used the rest of the sweet potatoes we bought for sweet potato sloppy joes, which was another recipe that I kind of edited and re-photographed for the cooking club and will also go up on the website within the next week or so. I also tested out sweet potatoes in the air fryer, the oven, and the Instant Pot. My favorite in terms of texture was the air fryer, but it doesn't, you can't put as many in the air fryer. So the oven was number two. So that was kind of fun. We did some uh, roasted sweet potatoes and, or baked sweet potatoes, whatever, whatever you want to call them, because they were whole sweet potatoes. And my oldest actually ended up eating those for lunch for a couple days in a row. The other days, they ate leftover black bean and corn quesadillas or leftover chicken pot pie soup, and we did the same. My husband and I just did leftovers that week, so that was very easy. Um, On the weekend that week, we did a date night on the Friday night, and then the next night was my husband's birthday, so we did buy a couple extra ingredients at the farmer's market for my husband's birthday, but I believe I did include those. I included those in the budget, but they were from the week prior, that $40 we spent at the farmer's market. They were not inexpensive, but they were really tasty sausages. We did some ravioli I got at Trader Joe's the week prior as well. Um, so that was a, that was what we did for my husband's birthday dinner. That's what he requested. And like I'm, I already mentioned, lunches for breakfast. I did smoothies. I did eggs in some leftover Siete tortillas. They were such a good deal at Costco. We love the Siete, or I love the Siete tortillas. The kids don't like them for tacos but the kids do like them for quesadillas. So for me, they're great for egg wraps. The kids, like I said, like them for quesadillas. I will use them for lunch wraps or for quesadillas. We also did some of those chicken sausages I mentioned. We repeat a lot of meals for breakfast and lunches. And then we also did yogurt bowls as well. So that was week three. Week four, we started the week with another whole roasted chicken. I wanted to record this for Instagram, so we did a whole roasted chicken twice in a month, which, like I said, is, isn't is uncommon for us because we love a whole roasted chicken and we can use the leftovers. So we did another whole roasted chicken because I bought two at Costco. We also did the uh, almost the rest of the roasted potatoes. We ended up using up the rest of this giant bag of roasted of potatoes that we had bought at Costco for the stew that we made for my in-laws. So we did whole roasted chicken, roasted potatoes, and some vegetables. Uh, Let me see. What vegetables did we do? Broccoli and carrots, I believe. Leftovers from that chicken turned into my quinoa. Well, gosh, why is it so hard to say? Quinoa fajita casserole. Basically, it's fajitas that I toss with quinoa. I love to make this with leftover quinoa, but I did use fresh quinoa this time and some seasonings, lime juice, and some cheese on top, and I bake it in the oven, and my kids really like this one. It's a good one-pan dish, and I'm not a huge casserole person, but I do really like this one. Another night, or the third night that week, we did teriyaki salmon bowls with some of that leftover salmon that was in the freezer. We did homemade cob salads again, like I mentioned. That was probably the most expensive meal that we made throughout the month. Um, oh, I didn't really talk about the teriyaki salmon bowls. The teriyaki salmon bowls were using uh, some white rice, which we always keep on hand, green onions, edamame, which we got frozen. We actually got, ended up getting that at Target. And then we also, uh, the salmon, like I said, from the freezer, homemade teriyaki sauce, which is much less expensive than buying it. It's really simple with soy sauce and rice vinegar and ginger and garlic. 
And uh, let's see what else is on that. Those are the basic ingredients. I also do a miso maple tahini sauce, and I buy those ingredients from Thrive Market. And then, like I said, the cob salads are probably the most expensive meal that we made during the month because there's quite a few fresh ingredients. But because we had made them earlier in the month, we just ended up using up most of the leftover things that we had, like the leftover ranch dressing. I did buy more gorgonzola cheese. Eggs are a staple that we buy every single week. And we had that chicken in the freezer. We did need to buy more romaine. But I use the rest of it for lunches as well. So it's a win-win. We're very big on reducing food waste. It's one of the best things that we do for our grocery budget overall. So whenever we buy things, we're intentional that we're going to be able to use it up. We also did shrimp fried rice that week. That is a recipe in the Budget Kitchen Dinners Guide. And I'm also going to be sharing that recipe with the cooking club this upcoming month. Actually, as of now... It's on next week's meal plan. So if you're in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club or you want to try out a free trial, you can get into next week's meal plan or this upcoming week's meal plan that just dropped today. Um, So that shrimp fried rice is really easy uh, using leftover rice, shrimp from the freezer that you defrost, and then frozen vegetables. Just a very inexpensive recipe, but really flavorful, kind of a takeout, fake out. And then, like I mentioned, we made beef stew for my husband's parents and sister and her boyfriend. For breakfast and lunches for the last week or the last full week of the month, I did my apple spice steel cut oats again. I wanted to record these for Instagram. So again, you'll see me repeating things a lot for both convenience and then sometimes I like to record things after testing things two or three times. So... Sometimes I'll eat the same thing over and over again, but I don't think that's dissimilar from from other people. We tend to repeat things that we enjoy other than, you know, not everyone films what they eat to go on the internet. Used up some more of that chicken sausage. We are about two thirds of the way through that chicken sausage. I haven't gotten sick of it yet, but I can imagine probably waiting another month to buy it again because we have been eating it quite a bit. I had some tuna in the pantry that I hadn't eaten in a while. I think I ate a lot of tuna in December just because it's a convenient option and kind of burnt myself out on it. I love tuna salad and I buy the wild catch tuna in four packs from Thrive Market. So it'll probably be on my next Thrive Market order as well because it's something I like to keep on hand. We bought avocado oil mayonnaise from the uh, from Costco. I was going to say the farmer's market, not the farmer's market, from Costco. I used to make my own homemade mayo, and I can't decide if it's cheaper to make homemade or not. I really need to price it out. Right now, I'm sticking with the Costco mayonnaise. It's avocado oil. It's good quality. So I made some quick and easy tuna salads. And the last little bit of market arugula, the market arugula lasted a long time, which I'm very grateful for because it's so delicious. But I'm the only one in my family who really likes arugula. So I'm glad that I bought it and was able to use it up until the very end. We did do lunch out once. I made a note of that. What was my lunch out? Oh, we ended up, so I guess I've got to backtrack and say that we did eat one extra meal out this month because my daughter and I, after we did a meet and greet for our local homeschool co-op, I'm teaching two cooking classes and I'm doing one with my daughter. Uh, She's going to teach the five to nine-year-old class alongside me. We ended up going out to Whole Foods. We treated ourselves to lunch. I ate a salad. She had sushi. And we both had Olipops, which are our favorite probi- or prebiotic soda. So we did eat lunch out once. And then I made some green goddess dip for snacks. I had some leftover basil from the dinner that I made for my husband. I made homemade pasta sauce. And so that dinner I made for my husband for his birthday the week prior, I had some basil and I didn't want to let it go to waste. And I didn't have quite enough for pesto. So I made some green goddess dip, which is one of our favorites. We saved half of it for snacks, and the other half we brought to the meet and greet as well. So that brings us to this week. That was the last full week of the month. 
but we still had a few days of the month this week. So my sister and brother-in-law and my and my husband's parents were in town for a few days, and so we had a special meal on Monday. We ended up doing some steak on the grill that my in-laws paid for. Very thankful. It was really delicious. So I did a balsamic marinated flank steak. I need to put that recipe on the website because it's really simple and really tasty. And then we also grilled up some shishito peppers, some eggplant, and some baby Italian bell peppers. I used the rest of the potatoes for a quick and easy German potato salad. I had a couple pieces of bacon left from the cob salads we had made later or earlier that month. And so we used that up. So we didn't really even buy a ton for that dinner, but it was it was a really great dinner and it was a nice send-off for our family coming to visit us all the way from Canada. And I didn't meal prep because my family was in town that week. I did make some banana muffins yesterday, so we're gonna have those for breakfast and snacks this week. I mentioned at the end of last week, I did go to Whole Foods for just some basics and then those stew ingredients. So I got some broccoli, I got some eggs, I got some little mini cottage cheeses for me for snacks. That was all included in that. So this week on Tuesday, we used the rest of the salmon that was in the freezer because we got a big pack of salmon. So we grilled that up because my husband just got a grill for his birthday. That was why uh, we ended up grilling on Monday. The rest of the eggplant and the rest of the peppers that were left over and we had a little bit of broccoli left in the fridge from the week prior. This wasn't the broccoli the broccoli that I had purchased for this week, but we had a little bit of that left. So I roasted that up too. So that was our dinner on Tuesday. Last night, I worked on the final test of an orange chicken and broccoli takeout fakeout recipe for the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. It's kind of a cross between chicken and broccoli and orange chicken. I wanted to get some veggies in there and also make it a one-pot meal, so that one's good. That one will come out either next week or the week after in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. And then tonight... We are making Tex-Mex Chipotle turkey bowls with a Chipotle ranch. It's very easy, and it's so good, you guys. The Chipotle ranch is awesome. So that is what we are making tonight for dinner, and that brings us to today. It brings us to Friday. So it, as you're listening to this, it is Friday, the 3rd of February. I'm recording this the day before, so I'm recording this on Thursday the 2nd, so that's literally what we ate for the entire month of January up until technically the first couple of days of February. I did go to Aldi yesterday to get a couple of ingredients. I spent about $40, and I'm including that in the first, um, it's like the first bill, not bill, but the first receipt of the year. Um, And I hope you guys found this helpful. I hope it gave you some inspiration for meals and gave you kind of an overview of how we make meals work for our budget throughout the month by repurposing ingredients, by being really intentional about our planning, and also that it doesn't have to be hard or complicated to stick to your budget and also eat really well. I share all of this in my Healthy Mama on a Budget course. I take you through the steps from becoming aware of what you're spending now to creating a grocery budget that works for you, to meal planning, to grocery shopping strategically, which is honestly, that is the place I see so many finance experts or grocery budgeting experts stop is at the grocery store. They, they go, okay, you've got to figure out your budget. You've got to create a plan and you're going to go to the grocery store and you're going to stick to your budget. That's great. But what's going to happen the next week? It's really about learning these small habits over time 
that add up in a big way. Learning how to repurpose leftovers, learning how to plan, shop, and cook with budget in mind. It does not have to be overly complicated, but I find that these small habits, like learning how to repurpose leftovers, making sure that you're using what you have on hand before you plan and before you go to the grocery store, these are the things that help you to stick to your budget long term. These are the things that make people go, how do you stick to a $600 budget for your family of four eating the types of foods you eat? It's because we're strategic and I don't put in a ton of effort or energy into sticking to my budget. Sticking to my budget is second nature now because what it's about is the habits that I've developed in planning and shopping and thinking with budget in mind. So that is what I teach in Healthy Mama on a Budget. I teach you how to eat in a way that you want to eat while also spending what you want to spend. It might be a different amount than me, might be more, it might be less. If you have a bigger family, it'll almost certainly be more. If you have a smaller family, it'll almost certainly be less. You might be right on par with me if you have a family size similar to me, or yours might be different. What matters is that you are spending an amount that feels good for you. It doesn't feel like a strain, and it also feels like you can eat the way you want to eat. And that's why the way that I share budgeting it's not for everyone. I go through very similar steps to other people who plan grocery budgeting, but I ask you to think beyond the grocery store and create these habits so that it's easy long-term to stick to your budget. It's not like an every week, I've got to go through these specific steps to make sure I stick to my budget. It's a development of these Long, the long-term way of thinking, of reducing food waste, of repurposing, and really making it something that's just second nature, that's just a part of your life. So if that's something that interests you, head to healthymamachris.com slash budget kitchen. I also share about all of this in the budget kitchen guide. If you just kind of want an introduction, if you want the full method, it's in Healthy Mama on a Budget. So I hope you found this helpful. I am excited to start this series and I will catch you on Monday for an extra special Valentine's Day episode. Thank you for listening to Mommy's podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mention, head to healthymamachris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple. <laughs>